Hello fellow sports photographers, my name is Dean Mokteropoulos, or All Sports Snapper, and I'm a sports photographer working full-time for Getty Images. Welcome to the Photography Philosophy Podcast, where I have open discussions with the world's best sports photographers. I hope this will give you an insight behind the long lenses from the men and women who fill our back pages, website, and magazines with amazing sports imagery. My guess is that this will be one of many podcasts you'll listen to, so you know the drill. Get in contact with me via Twitter at AllSportsSnapper or my website AllSportsSnapper.com with any suggestions or questions. In this eighth episode, I speak to Al Bellow, Getty Images North American Chief Sports Photographer, a snapper at the top of his trade. With no less than 10 Summer and Winter Olympics on his extensive resume, his website AlBellow.com is a must-see for anybody who's a sports a fan of sports photography. One of my teachers and inspiration in the world of photography, he's also a top bloke with a heart as big as his talent. I couldn't think of a better way to finish off 2015. We spoke about learning his trade in the darkroom and ringside on fight night, picking your backgrounds, a picture going viral for the right reasons, valuing the field editors, dealing with underwater cameras in the Olympic swimming pool, and simplifies American football for us non-Americans. Also, I have not heard a better forget about it since I saw it watching a De Niro film. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Okay, welcome to the Photography Philosophy Podcast. I would uh, like to welcome our next guest, Mr. Bello. Um, let's just... Uh, Start the usual way. Name and where you're from, please. Hi, Dean. My name is Al Bello, and I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and uh, now live on Long Island, New York. Okay. And um, Mr. Bello, I'll just uh, get it out of the way nice and early. You're uh, one of my inspirations and one of my heroes in uh, photography just because of the fact that uh, when I was editing, you were the pretty much the king of pushing me out there and... Once my job was done editing, you were always making me go out there and shoot. So uh, I'd like to get that on record as saying thank you very much for uh, for uh, helping with my start off my career in uh, Getty Images. So thank you very much. What's great to hear about that, Dean, is that where you are today as well. And if anybody out there needs to know, uh, you know, Dean, you've you've gone skyrocketed yourself and uh i'm so proud of what you've done in your career and where you are today and uh, as a respected uh photographer out in the industry um and uh, i knew it was in you you know and you just needed a chance and uh anyone out there willing to put the work in deserves that chance so why not get you out there you know it's uh you know it's 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 the way of of how we work um that's that's really that's how i feel about it you can't see Al, but um, I've got a massive smile on my face. Thank you very much. I appreciate that as well. So yeah, well, I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it, Dean. Uh, I, pre- I appreciate your your hard work as well. Cool. All right. Well, let's um, let's get into the the reason that we're here. Let's uh, start with uh, first your first uh, photography memory going back uh, not that many years now. You're seeing as you're still a young man in your prime of your life, but going back a few years, what's the uh, how did, where did it all begin? Oh. Uh, Goodness, uh, I think probably my first sports memory 
was a boxing memory. I, 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 wa- I would watch television with my dad, and the first thing I could remember watching on television was uh, there was a program in America called ABC Wide World of Sports, and they were showing a replay of Ali versus Frazier, the thriller in Manila. And uh, I remember my dad's face, uh, the excitement and, you know, the enthusiasm he showed towards the television. And we watched it together. And uh, I had to be about, it's like 1974, I had to be maybe six years old. And um, that's what I started thinking about sports, you know. And I I grew up playing uh, the traditional American sports. I played uh, baseball and American football and, and played football in high school and American football in college. So, I mean, I've always been around sport. And along the way, I uh, I always had like a, a little point and shoot camera and I take pictures of my friends. And, um, you know, at one point there was a, a, a American football player that I really liked to watch. Uh, and uh, he played for the New York Giants uh, football team. His name was Lawrence Taylor and he was a great, great player. Uh, but I would try and figure out how I could take pictures of him without having to go to the stadium because I, you know, I was just a kid and, uh, and we didn't have, we didn't go to the games. It was very, you know, it's just a lot of expense and stuff. So we'd watch on TV. Anyway, uh, when VCRs came out, I would, um, tape the games and then press pause. And then I would take my camera and, and I think, I thought I could take a picture of, of the TV with a flash and, it would come out great. So I would take pictures of all these great plays that he was doing. And I bring the film to the lab and get it processed. And all I would get was a big flash mark <laughs> on the television. And it was just ridiculous. You know, that was my first real introduction to, to photography. And I thought, huh, this is a lot harder than I thought, you know, I just thought I could take a picture on, off the television and it would be fine. You know, put a flat, you know, those flashes with the little squares, you know, you, the cubes. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> so you take a picture and then you have to take the, you know, and it would go black and then you flip it. And anyway, so that's, that was really the very, very first. Uh, and then, in, and then I kind of, and then I kind of just got away from it. And um, in college I played, I played football and then, uh, there was a photo class at the college. It was no real program, but uh, um, it was never offered off season, so I could never take take it to uh, to, to just satisfy myself. So anyway, uh, one year they offered it in the springtime, and I got it. I, I finally took the class, and I really liked it. And it was just the classic uh, watching the picture come out of the you know out of the, the um, chemicals chemicals, and you know coming up and then the good thing was you know all my friends were playing sport and so I'd go take pictures of them and you know just seeing their faces and giving them prints and you know watching them how happy they were and the gratitude they showed for just taking their picture and giving it to them there was just it got to me and I saw that I could I could do something to make people happy and I just got interested in it you know and I I, I Really, the school didn't have much past that class, so there was a school paper, and I kind of ran around, and I was just doing it to take pictures of my friends, but along the way, I was learning, and I bought books, and um, just got into it, and then there was a local village paper that I got kind of connected with, and then I got out of school, and was kind of, you know, flailing about, not sure where I wanted to go, and in New York, as as you'd know, in, in the UK, how hard it is to get going. And it's, uh, 
it's it's insanely com- competitive and a guy like me coming out of nowhere i had nobody to turn to like nobody in my family ever took there was nothing there was no photography in my family at all and so it was just up to me to to try and make contacts and um i knew a friend who was in the uh his brother was in at a newspaper and he also freelanced for this boxing magazine it was called the ring magazine and their publishing company put out a lot of boxing and professional wrestling magazines you know like hulk hogan and the ultimate warrior and macho man randy savage and things like that so classic classic wwf stuff yeah yeah all that stuff from the late 80s early 90s and so when i got out of school in 1989 uh there was a darkroom boy uh position open and i applied for it and and i got the job so i would spend all of my days for almost three years for the next three years processing film printing the black and whites and the colors and uh i just just would do that all day and then occasionally they'd have a wrestler come up to the office uh and i learned basic lighting from you know what the other photographer that was there and or they'd send me maybe to a, a show at madison square garden to shoot a boxing match or uh, we'd go somewhere and meet a boxer for an interview with the ring magazine so you know, it was, that's how it, how it started for me. And I, I absolutely loved it because I was a huge boxing fan to begin with and uh, not so much on the wrestling side. I mean, I, it was kind of fun at first to go there, but it was kind of ridiculous when you thought about it after a while, like what the hell was going on in the, you know, it was just so predictable and silly. And I don't know. I, I just went just because it was kind of crazy, but. Well, they were at different ends of the scale, aren't they? The one, on one hand, you've got the very much theatrical, you know, the, yeah. the, the fireworks, and then you've got the pure brutality and yeah. dedication and hard work of a I'm not saying the the wrestlers aren't dedicated and athletes as well but the boxing is a different level isn't it it's probably the one of the hardest you know there's nowhere to hide in boxing is there I really gravitated to boxing I think because of um the failure rate uh that these boxers go through like and when I say that you know we don't see you know the guy who who is not going to make it he's a journeyman and he's making eight hundred dollars a fight and you know a third of that goes to his manager and trainers and he's got a family to support and i mean it's just a classic guy down in his luck trying to make it and uh you know all we hear about is like floyd mayweather and all these guys who are you know multi-millionaires you know uh and um he started from nothing as well but you know uh you know it's there's very few that make it that high and can, can make it uh and I've been in the gyms, you know, and I've seen the dedication and I see the work they put in. And um, and you know what? For the most part, they're the sweetest guys ever. You know, they're just the nicest guys. They're willing to talk to you and um, real humble. And, uh, you know, they just know how to turn it on when they get in the ring. So I love that. I love the, the underdog. I love the person who, you know, has got to struggle. And I love um, – what what is the sacrifice that someone goes through to be at the top of their game so you know and i filtered that through my photography and i you know kind of had a chip on my shoulder because nobody was helping me uh nobody was giving me a chance and nobody wanted to talk to me because i just wasn't anybody and um and my pictures were one dimensional i was i shot boxing and i shot wrestling and um very little else because i was tied up you know in the darkroom all day so i knew i knew at some point in my life i had to i had to get out of this and get myself you know out of this we would get slides from uh from the fights in las vegas and uh there was a, a lady named holly stein she worked in the all sport office uh uh in los angeles and all sport as you know um 
you know, is a real specialized sports photo agency out of the UK. Uh, um, and, and it was, uh, to me, once I started seeing all these pictures, it was the promised land. I needed to be there. I needed mm-hmm. to get myself in there. And, you know, before Getty Images bought it, uh, um, I, I got involved and I would call her up. I, I kept seeing this name, Holly Stein, Holly Stein, on all the photos in Vegas. And I called her. I saw, you know, the number to Allsport. And I said, hey, you know, I'm, my name's Al and I, I work for Ring Magazine. And um, I just was hoping I'm coming to visit my friend. Do you think I can stop by and see you? Come on over. Yeah, we'll talk boxing. You know, and anybody who knows boxing, one boxing fan loves to talk to another boxing fan. It just They just do. And you just gravitate to each other because it's not the most popular sport in the world. So when you find a true boxing fan, it's just you kind of connect. And um, I did. I went out to L.A. I showed her my book. And I met, uh, I met, I met Steve Powell and he was big and menacing and, uh, he's a big, tall, six foot seven, huge giant of a man. And when he walked, you'd hear him from down the hallway, the thump of his boots, his cowboy boots that he would wear. (laughs) And it was very intimidating. He had a huge desk and he, you know, he'd sit all the way on that side of the desk and I'd sit all the way on the other side of the desk. And, uh, whatever I showed him my book and he'd go, yeah, your boxing's good. He says, you know, you need more, you need more though. So flew back home to New York. Uh, and then I'd go back in the basement, you know, uh, at my, at my parents' house and I would still print up pictures and I'd work on little stories. And then along the way I started meeting other people at all sport and I'd fly back out to Los Angeles and show Holly my book again. And then I fly home again and do some more work. Um, and then she gave me a, a job to do finally in Atlantic city and, and, uh, and I, it was an event at the Holyfield main event. And so I shot that. And then right around 1993 ring magazine was moving to Pennsylvania and I didn't want to go. I didn't want to live in, in, in somewhere in Pennsylvania and I left, you know, and I was on my own and it was, it was hard and I was trying to freelance and I'm not very good at business or any of that stuff. And, um, and again, it was just, I don't know, struggling. Uh, and, uh, by stroke of luck, the, one of the photographers at all sport had, had left and there was an opening and Holly thought of me and, uh, she said, why don't you come out? There's a junior photographer position open. And, Again, I flew out to L.A. and and uh, sat down with Steve. And I, I said, the first thing I did when I sat down was, he's like, so. And I said, so, I'm going to be working for you. I said, I, I don't want to leave here without the job, you know. And uh, I figured, what what else, you know, what else I got to lose? You know, I'm just going to get this job. And I, I didn't want to leave without it. Um, and uh, he offered me the job. And I got it. And I was really excited. He's like, when can you come out? And I said, when do you want me? He said, whenever you want to come. I said, well. How about next week? So in a week or so, I packed all my stuff and I was leaving Brooklyn and moved out to Los Angeles. I I went to L.A. and for the next three years, I don't think I picked my head up to breathe. I worked in that <laughs> office all day. I would go shoot at night. I would get back in the office, you know, and go right to work again, whether it was filing slides, answering the phone, working on the picture desk, helping the guys in the lab. Um, helping out other photographers on shoots, just looking at everything coming in. Uh, we would, it was just the boom of, uh, the internet had just started, uh, you know, transmitting was all scanning and, you know, all that stuff. We were still doing slide film and, and negatives and black and white, not black and white. We were still doing slide film and, and color neg, uh, occasional black and white. Um, it was, it was just, a you know, the whole world opened up for me and I, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And, uh, 
you know, for the next three years, I just went to work, you know, and just kept my mouth shut and just listened and learned and, you know, tried to just tried to make my way, you know, um, 1996, uh, you know, my wife at the time, well, my wife, we were getting a little bit tired of LA and, and at the time she said, um, you know, I need, I need to, to go home. You know, I want to, I want to go home. And I said, okay, let me work this out. And she went ahead of me and, uh, and I sat down with Steve and I said, Steve, listen, um, I need to get back. And I said, can I work in New York? Is that all right? And he said, it's funny, you know, you're bringing this up, you know, we're expanding the office in New York. Why don't you go? And it was perfect timing. And you know what? A lot of my career has just been timing, uh, for better or worse. And any chance I had an opportunity, I, there was no way I was letting, letting things like that pass me by. So I moved back to New York in 1996 and, you know, we started up the office there and, uh, you know, and then it just went along for the ride, just kept working hard and we got bought by Getty in 98 and, you know, fast forward, here we are. So that's kind of the long story of, of me. Well, I mean, uh, I, one of my questions I have here is, uh, why do you think a person gave you the job? But I think uh, from the way you've described it, your, uh, your work ethic, which no one ever questions, but your work ethic even back then was uh, second to none. So I can see why Steve sort of said, yeah, okay, let's give him a chance. And obviously, uh, you know, like you said, 20 years later, here we are. And uh, now you're at the senior photographer for Getty Images in uh, senior sports photographer in uh, in America is that right Yeah I mean they have me yeah I'm kind of they have me listed as uh, uh, the chief uh, sports photographer in North America um, and I, I remember Steve's telling me he's like you know Al we got kids who are 17 years old that can shoot with the best right now you know and you're way behind I remember him saying that to me he said you got a boxing <laughs> you basically have a boxing portfolio and I said he said and it's good and I said I remember saying to him I said well you like the boxing pictures and he goes yeah and I go well just think about if you give me a chance to shoot other sports what I can do for you and you know it was like pause pause and he said okay you know and then he said what other jobs I remember him saying what other jobs did you have in your life and I said, well, what, in photography? I said, I worked at Ringman. He goes, no, no, no. What other jobs did you have? And I said, ah, gotcha. And I said, well, I was a waiter at the, you know, so-and-so restaurant. I was a busboy here. I worked at the Jewish Catering Hall. Uh, I roofed houses. I taught foundations. <laughs> I worked in construction, um, you know, and, you know, all that stuff. And I, I don't know if that's what he was looking for, but maybe because I work with my hands and I, you know, digging a shovel and tar foundations and climb up a roof with, you know, shingles on my back, you know, maybe, maybe that set a bell off in his head, like, okay, you know, the kid's willing to work and he, he puts in the manual labor, you know, you know, maybe he'll, maybe something will happen, you know, who knows? You know, I have no, you know what? I'll never know really, but somehow I impressed Steve enough to give me that chance, you know, and that will always be uh, something I, I can, I'm indebted to for life, you know, and I continue to be friends with Steve and, and, um, you know, I, I, I give him all the credit in the world for taking a chance on me. So, you know, and he, he isn't the first, you know, it is other people down the line has given me chances, but he was, the, he was pretty much one of the first to, to let me, to let me in, you know? Yeah. Well, you gave me, I, you know, I, I think the same of you, you gave me that chance as well. So that was, uh, that's what it's all, I, yeah, that's what it's all about, yeah. man. That's really what it's and all about. And I think about. that, yeah. that, um, thing, I mean, I had a very similar background as well. I got in late and Adrian, who was, um, the, the boss of, uh, Getty Europe at the time when I joined Getty, he said the same thing to me. You now I was 25, I think, when I got my uh, editor's job at Getty, and he said, "You know, you're I was 25. a lot older." Yeah, 
right. I was, I was, yeah, I was 25, and he said the same thing. I'm, I'm too, a bit old for this, and I don't know. If, you know, in, you know, I just said, you know, I've done the same thing. You know, I, I cleaned butchers' trays and delivered car parts, and I did everything the same. So, same sort of, same yep. sort of thing, anyway. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and it sort of makes you appreciate, you know, when you when you get that opportunity to do something that you really love, then obviously you, you know, you've put commitment into jobs that you didn't love. So now that you've got a job that you really love, it's uh, it's even you 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 know you'll even work harder at that. So um, yeah, yeah. maybe Steve saw the same same thing that Adrian saw in me as well. So yeah. So what what do you do? What so you, obviously you talked about your boxing and stuff. So what's a and I know again I've said this many times, but there's no normal week in Getty Images uh, photography, but. What's a what's a sort of a standard sort of a, a week for you? Um, what jobs are you shooting on a regular basis? Well, I, it just depends on the season, you know. I, I think that uh, I could go from working three weeks in a row uh, to working and then be away somewhere, and then all of a sudden I'm local for four days doing four or five different sports. And it, being in New York, you know, God, God, there's so many, there's so many teams. Around here, you know, within uh, three states, uh, we got New York, Jersey, Connecticut, uh, Massachusetts, Philadelphia, um, I mean, Pennsylvania. Uh, so, I mean, there's always something, you know, and in each in this state alone, you know, there's like two teams per per uh, sport. And I'm always busy. It's just if I'm not doing nothing, you know, if I'm not traveling, I'm home and I'm doing a lot of work. So. So is that um, NFL, NFL, um, baseball? That, yeah, uh, NFL. There's baseball. Uh, uh, basketball seasons just starting. Hockey seasons just starting. Uh, the baseball playoffs are at the moment. The NFL's in full swing. So there's you know four things going on. It could be one you know something going on every single day of the week. And you know throw in a boxing match here and there. You throw in a, a photo shoot with something. You know a studio shoot with somebody. Uh, oh, you know what? Now we need you to go wherever you know to to cover this event um it uh it's it's it gets pretty crazy you know it's it's an incredible juggling act it really is so um and then all of a sudden nothing you know it's weird you know uh you know a couple <laughs> days go by and you go okay well it's quiet you know and then you catch up and what's funny is i'm always you're always doing something because now i'm on the computer and catching up all my second edits and looking at my work and trying to put my favorite pictures in here and then answering phone calls and then trying to set up for the next shoots and uh it's you know it's it's a real it's it's a real roller coaster being well as a chief um as chief in america as well i'm guessing you keep a an eye on the um on the uh quality of the that other guys are putting out as well so i mean it's you have got your hands full 100%. Well, I mean, I, I I can't speak for the rest of the world, but I know in America, I mean, the guys and the girls that work here are, I mean, they're pretty, I, I don't, honestly, I don't have to do much. Um, you know, if there's a problem, they'll call me. Uh, or if there's need something facilitated, you know, where they, you know, unsure, they'll give me a call or send me an email. But, you know, I'll field things here and there. And, uh, I mean, it's not like I'm a referee or anything trying to, you know, <laughs> you know, settle squabbles you know and it's very rare honestly but uh i'm just the guys know that i'm there for them if they need if they need it and you know uh i'm not i'm not the kind of guy who'll go you know um you know tell me a problem sit down on the couch you know it's like not that kind of thing if they know if something's going on they'll call me and we'll, we'll square it up you know somehow somewhere we work it out and uh you know that's kind of kind of what i'm what i do you know if if my boss needs me for something 
he he pulls me in and he talks to me. You know, if 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 he wants to give me the business, okay, I'm a big boy, I could take it. You know, just let's have our argument and get it over with and move on. And that's kind of how it works here in America. You know, if there's some kind of squabble, you know, we settle it right away. Um, and and then you just move on. Uh, cause that's the best way to do it. If you just let it linger, forget about it. You know, you just forget about it. If if you uh, get into email fights and all this other stuff. It's it's baby stuff, you know. Got to just get past it and square it up on the phone or meet 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 uh, in person, you know, and just take care of it. Yeah. You know? Okay. Cool. Well, um, we've um, obviously we've talked about the boxing a lot. Um, is is there? I was going to say, what do you enjoy shooting the most? But I, from guessing and from working with you, boxing is your uh, true love. And is there is the side of boxing? Do you like the action side, or I mean, I'm a big fan of obviously your portraits as well that you do a lot of the boxes that you've done in the past. So, well, is, there, is, this, is that side of it that you like more, or you like the the action itself? I think it's you know it's it's both. You know, I, I'm I'm I think I'm the reason I think I like it is because I think I'm just most comfortable shooting. But I don't know why. It's just there's no answer for you. I'm just comfortable doing it. Um, and while I've never actually stepped in a ring, I just I could. I feel like I can relate a little bit, maybe because I'm just such a fan, you know, and I kind of hold these guys in such high regard. Uh, I don't do as much as I used to, honestly, you know, and um, uh, kind of just go to local fights now. And then if there's a big fight, I'll go do it in Vegas, you know, but uh, man, I'm just so involved in other things, you know, and um, but whenever I come back to boxing, I just have that feeling like I just feel comfortable. And, you know, I'll say it till the day I die, you know, look, man, if there's nothing better it's there's a big fight and a big hype for a fight and it lives up to its its billing there's no better place to be than than being ringside at a big fight no place definitely well um i've um i remember sitting next to you at the 2006 in the doha the asian games and uh yeah, and uh, I, I pretty much do what you do. well. I copied you. Uh, I just uh, I have a I have my fourteen mil with me, uh, nice and close, just in case that uh, that you know that someone either gets knocked out in front of you or you know the, the I remember one of your shots where the player uh, the fighter had his hands on both uh, ropes and had these spotlights above his head and he sort of looked down and you know it was just the you know black black roof uh, you know fighter with his uh with his uh, eyes looking right down the camera and it was like okay from now on i'm gonna have that wide angle ready just in case i get that uh similar, <laughs> similar yeah shot i mean the plan it's, <laughs> there's always the plan you know you you know you're working you're working in close proximity with a lot of the other photographers and it's very hard to try and go well you know what can i do just a little bit to the left to to just separate yourself a little bit and, and keep every keep the peace you know i mean i I'm as friendly as I can be, you know, with everybody, you know, but, you know, honestly, at the same time, I'm just thinking, you know, well, what can I do here to just take, take a little bit, a little bit different picture, you know, so it's kind of my MO and, uh, but I want to, I don't want to do it like without, you know, by trying to push anybody out of the way or, you know, it's like that, not that. Yeah. Kind you of don't thing. want to step on someone's toes, yeah. you know, push someone out of the way to yeah. get a photo either, you know, you yeah. got to do it uh, civilly. Yeah, I mean that's true. I, uh, you know, I, I at, at times there's nothing you could do, you know. But you know, if you're bouncing around with a bunch of other people, is you know, if you're getting pushed around, so be it. You know, it's just the way it is. And then you all go back to, you know, kind of going, "Oh, sorry about that." You know, whatever. You know, if it's a stumble or something, you fall on somebody. I mean, it just happens and the end of a world you know like i've never done a world cup but i see what goes on and you know i've i've, I've had <laughs> events where 
if I'm at a, you know, whatever, be it a World Series, baseball or American football, Super Bowl or big world record at swimming, you know, whatever it is, you know, it gets pretty crazy in there. So anyway, um, yeah. Let me, well, let's, let's move on to like one of your, you know, NFL you mentioned there and uh, uh, what your, you know, we off before we started recording, you know, you, I asked you about your favorite picture, and it's a picture pretty much that I'd brought up before that was uh, a, a very iconic photo, very quickly became an iconic photo, and very popular photo uh, um, worldwide was um, a photo of yours from the from a NFL match last last season, was it? Yeah, his name is Odell Beckham. He plays for the New York Giants, and um, he's a dynamic uh, receiver. And for, for people that don't follow American football, he's the guy who catches the ball from the guy who throws it to him. So that's the easiest way I could put it. Uh, he's the guy who (laughs) runs down the field and they throw him the ball and he jumps up and catches it. And that's kind of what he does. And, um, you know, the reason I kind of like that picture is because, uh, honestly, Dean, it's, you know, I've, I've been shooting for 1989. So, you know, do the math, whatever it's 25, 26 years. And, you know, you wait for something like that to happen to you for the longest. And sometimes it happens like your first time out of the box. But I never really had a chance uh, like that to to get it so perfect because the guy caught the ball on three fingers with one hand and he stretched out over his back. Um, you know, I planned where I wanted to be, you know, and honestly, it all comes down to, you know, putting yourself in the right spot and then hope it happens. I mean, very well, the pass could have been the other way, all the way on the other side of the field. It's a big field out there. So. Uh, I just know where I wanted to be as the, as the team was driving down the field. Um, the reason I was there was strictly a background thing. I, I, I know that stadium. I'm not very happy with the stadium at all. There's a, a, it's so modern and full of scoreboards and, uh, lots of yellow coated security guys everywhere on the sideline. And, um, there's a couple of TV grabs of me getting the picture and you could see a surround surrounded by yellow TV guys, and security and, and uh, you know, um, hangers on that just all kind of mull about the sidelines is, is difficult. So I just thought if I'm shooting straight down the end zone out onto the field, there's just players basically. So, you know, they can't go on the field. I said, well, let me sit, let me sit here as they drive and maybe, you know, get a pass, you know, and sure enough, uh, and, you know, he, the, the, the guy who throws the balls, the name is the quarterback. Um, and his name is Eli Manning. Eli Manning dropped back threw the ball and it was about 50 yard throw. Uh, so I had a little bit of time to figure out what was going on. So I quickly went off my long lens. I saw where the people were running down the field. It was Odell, Odell Beckham and, and another defender was trying to keep him from catching the ball. Uh, they were right around the 20 yard line is when I switched to my, 70 to 200 um and i had time i i was on them you know and i i was very calm uh, i was picked the right lens and i just stayed with it and just thought to myself hold it steady steady boom 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 take the picture you know and so i just did a string of um a frames you know sequence and i they scored a touchdown touchdown is when the guy crosses the line and makes points for the other team so he scores a touchdown jumps up and down you know, everybody's on top of them. Yay, big, big score. And then I went, what, you know, I just went, let me take a look at this. And, you know, I went through it real quick and yeah, I saw something and I went, yeah, okay, this could be something. And I handed the disc to my editor and said, you know, have a look at the sequence. I think, I think something good just happened. So, and then overnight, just chaos, you know, just got used everywhere. And, 
you know, uh, and uh, and it wasn't for the wrong reasons, you know, it wasn't a scandal or someone was caught with their pants down or, you know, pictures go viral for so many reasons and for finally the right reason, you know, just a, a dynamic action photo, uh, you know, guy catching the ball, um, you know, it, it finally happened for me and I've seen so many pictures come through where, you know, you just go, yeah, that's awesome, you know, and then just go back to what you're doing and just think, you know, maybe one day something good will come, you know, and then you just keep grinding, you grind and you grind and, and, um, that just happened last year and so be it. And it was my turn, you know, I mean, you know, the next day somebody else got something or, you know, the next week somebody else will get something else. For me, it was that one day, you know, and, uh, I can't say it's my all time favorite, but as far as being known and, um, it's one of, you know, and it's one of the most recent. And, and then, you know, after all this time doing this, I'm glad I could still do things like this. You know, sometimes you question yourself, can I still keep up with everybody? It's not a, an old man's game and I'm not old. I'm 47 years old, but I'm getting there <laughs> and I'm starting to feel like little things here and there. And I'm trying like hell to hold my body together, but my day is going to come, you know, and one day I'm going to get pushed out the door. I know it. And, uh, that I've seen it happen, you know, and it's, I'm no different. I'm not a fool. And uh, I'm just trying to, to keep it going as long as I can, you know, and I want to I wanna do this as long as I'm physically able. Well, from looking at your uh, that picture and other a lot of your other work, I, I think you're, the door's still far away, mate. Don't worry. Okay. Thanks, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that picture, um, uh, you know, the thing that stood out for me is obviously I noticed that picture as well, like every other person that follows sports photography. And... Um, there wasn't many other variations on it. That was the that was the thing that stood out for me was you're obviously in a match NFL. Obviously, America probably has it's probably the most um, you have the most uh, photographers at single events and and like you said the, the I, I'm always amazed when I look at an NFL match how many people are on the sidelines. It's a it's absolutely chaotic. There's no there's no free space at all. Whether it be like you said TV or or you know medical staff or whatever it is it's it's chaos and to come away with a picture like you did that no one else pretty much has got to that at that standard was uh is quite exceptional i think yeah so, uh, thanks you know and what's what's cool is the new york times did a whole article on all the versions of the photos uh oh that. right okay yeah. i haven't seen that <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you it's, it's interesting yeah. and you see all the versions from where everybody was and and um yeah, and so you just kind of, and every, what everybody was thinking, and they even got went to a guy who missed the picture, like he's in someone else's photo, and he doesn't have his camera up in time, and uh, <laughs> he's in the background of someone else, they interviewed that guy, and I felt bad for that guy, because he's a nice guy, and he's a good photographer, so, I mean, I've been that guy, I mean, you've probably been that guy, you know, I mean, many times, stuff happens, <laughs> you know, you just, things happen so quick, you can't get your lens up, or it's not sharp, or, you know, so many things can go wrong, you know, and then, uh, in this business, but, uh yeah, that night it just didn't for me. You know, I had it all together and I was, I kind of, it kind of worked. The guy next to me was on uh, a long, he didn't get off his long lens and he's got like a real tight version of it. And the, the guy on my other side didn't pick up his lens in time and, um, you know, he missed the picture altogether. But, you know, it's just, I don't know. It just kind of, it all happened. The way, it's the way it goes, Dean, you know. Well, I'll put a link, obviously, I'll put a link to that. And if you could send me that, uh, the link for the, um, the New York Times uh, yeah, write up as well, I'll, I'll definitely, be, uh, definitely put a link onto that as well. That would be interesting to have a look at as well. Absolutely. So you, you said um, in there as well that you handed your card to somebody. Um, you handed your card to a runner to, uh, for editing. You, you guys in America, we're still, um, 
you still rely on editors at NFL matches or uh, at, how does, at how NFL does it because it's so huge here. It's the number one sport in America. Um, yeah. yeah, we do. We try. We have editors pretty much at every game. I want, I think it's like that. Uh, uh, you know, like I could speak for me, but I'm pretty sure that it's it's at Getty we have editors at, at all the games to to transmit the photos for you uh and uh and they're very important the editors are, are the are your your arm you know they're, they're your extra arm to help you get out the right photos and to have a good editor is is a luxury you know and um uh and I try to always be polite to the editors and treat them you know uh, with respect because I know not everybody does that and um and they should do they should treat the editors with respect and they should um and they should because they're handling your photos and, uh, and and everybody makes mistakes. And there's there's to me nobody more important than, than the support people to help you out because they're the ones, you know, getting your name out there and getting your pictures out for the world to see. So um, they're very important. And, um, uh, yeah, that night happened to have a, a really good editor and he got the stuff out and cropped them all different ways. And, you know, that's the way it goes, you know, so. Well, that's this is the thing that you know when I uh, you know uh, I praised you uh, rightfully at the start. You know that was the thing when when you used to give me the card and I used to do editing for your pictures. Like I remember the swimming in two thousand and nine in Rome, the World Championships, and that was a good you know, event. You'd look through, yeah, it was a great event. I've got actually one of my favorite pictures from there. But um, I, I remember I was editing, and then you'd look at the pictures and say, okay, can you know tell me why you cropped it like this? And you know I would try, I would do this, and that's the kind of feedback that the editors need as well. You know, not. Uh, not the yelling and uh, you know abuse that some photographers get as well. You know, yeah. constructive criticism is always welcome, but abuse is never welcomed. I think at these events. Well, I mean, before you yell at somebody, just you think about how it feels when someone yells at you. That's how I think. When I'm about to give somebody the business, like if I'm really upset with something, I go, "Okay, what if I said it this way?" And then, what if someone said that way to me? You know, and then how it feel? That's how you have to do it. Uh, before you actually lay into somebody, unless, you know, they're the ones, you know, they're the ones who have provoked you. You know, I mean, I've never started a fight, honestly. I've only finished. So um, I, I've just been a real tiptoey about trying to get my point across without hurting too many feelings. You know, if there's something that needs to be said, lay it out. Let's get it over with, you know, and let's talk about why and how and what happened. But uh, I'm no angel and I'm no perfect. I'm nobody of perfection, you know, so I make just as many mistakes as the next guy. And I have, I, I'm one of the weakest ones technically in this business, you know, in, in this Getty images that we work, you know, I'm always asking like, how do you set, how do you set the camera up to transmit this? And every time, you know, the editor, you know, has to show me cause I, I'm just not, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't stick in my head, like taking pictures does. So, you know, it goes both ways, you know, they don't know how to take pictures for the most part, you know, I mean, unless they want to be a photographer, some editors just want to be an editor. So they have no idea, you know, how to do all this. And, you know, so you kind of have to, to give and take, you know, it's like, yeah, I think if someone does, if, if, if you do the 10, if so, if you tell someone the same thing 10 times and then they still get it wrong, then you think you've justified in yelling at them. Yeah. Well, you got Yeah. Then you got You got a problem, but you know, edit, you know, like in America, peanut butter and jelly, you heard that, that sandwich, that's like the big American yes. sandwich. It's like dead jelly on peanut butter. You know, you got to put them together and that's how you, that's how you get a good sandwich. That's how you get a good product out there, you know? And, uh, you know, if I got my peanut butter, no jelly, it doesn't taste the same. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> so that's kind of how I look at it. That's good. All right. I like that. <laughs> um, so I'm guessing you follow then the NFL, you, 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 follow all the, you know, you follow the websites, newspapers, you sort of follow all the stories and stuff. So, you know, you know, better players and all that kind of thing, you know, the, the I try to, of the yeah, game. I try to, yeah. 
knowledge of the game is something that's come up quite a lot in these um, interviews. And uh, I mean, you know, like you said, you do the baseball, the NFL, and basketball. I mean, do you keep uh, you keep an eye on all these sports, and you you sort of keep up to date with all the the latest the news and um yeah i'm better at it than at some sports than i am at at others i think it's an interesting but if i know i'm going to something important you know i need to know what what the deal is with who's who and you know i mean that's just part of your job you know is to know what what is going on you know uh, is there a guy who's hurt or is there somebody who's just got you know busted for dui and he's now you know just being reinstated or i don't know whatever it is there's just some kind of story going on you got to kind of keep up with it and be on it you know and be ready that's part of the job look yeah, yeah, i mean not, let's say between us nine you know for what we do uh for what we do i'd say 90 percent of it is very ordinary you know it's Get the guy kicking the ball. Get the guy scoring the goal. Um, you know, get a picture of the coach. Uh, you know, um, things like that we need. You know, get, get some pictures because so and so needs them. And you know, the story of the game is whatever it is. It is. But you, what you at least try to do is put yourself um, in the right, you know, angle, the right background, the right where the light is, the right composition. You know, and then. Those are all the things swirling around your head. Now, the other 10% of what you're doing is now you go, okay, I got all this. What can I do to now separate myself from everybody else? And that's the 10% that I live for, you know, and that's, that's what keeps me going in this business, you know, because if you all of a sudden go, Al, listen, all we need you to do is sit here and shoot so it's number 15, 16, 17, running with the, with the, the football, you know, uh, and then, that's what we need. You know, that, that would start to bother me, you know, and, and I understand it's a little, it's part of our job sometimes, but if it was, if it was all the time, then I think, I think I would start to, I would be, a, you know, not good. It would be a bad state of mind, I think. And, and what, what happens is great in, at Getty is it's not like that. It's, you know, it's, you know, they praise you for stuff, uh, uh, for getting the, the picture you need. And then, and then forgetting the picture you go extra effort for is appreciated. I really feel that way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, ticking ticking the boxes and getting you know, like you said, your stock action. But then you know, Getty do encourage us to do the uh, go the extra mile and get something a little bit different and uh, try experiment a little bit, don't we? So that's that's one of the luxuries we have at Getty for sure. It is good, and you know what, the support as well has been has been um, tremendous. You know, uh, with just between robotic cameras, underwater stuff, uh, you know, just. Uh, you know, well, it's not all, you know, hand, hand it over, boys. I, this is what I need. It's, you know, if you present a good reason and you got a good idea and, you know, if it's going to help us down the road, you know, they'll, they'll invest and help us out with that, definitely. Well, um, I was going to ask you about Kit, but um, one of the things which you haven't really mentioned is uh, that you are our uh, one of our chief, uh, well, you are one of our chief photographers, but one of the senior guys in whenever there's a World Swimming Championships or a... Uh, uh, you know, Olympics. You know the the swimming at the Olympics. You are always uh, the man with the bathers on, diving in, putting a camera underwater, and uh, doing all the cool stuff. With uh, can you just uh, explain a little bit about the kit and uh, what's what's involved in uh, getting set, setting something like that up? Yeah, I, um, I mean, I'm not at every single one, but uh, I missed the worlds this year. I was I was doing another event, un- unfortunately, but. Uh, um, they just coincided, so I didn't do that one. But uh, I mean, basically, it's it's um, it's an underwater housing that has a, a thirty you know camera, thirty five SLR in it, um, mostly a 
you know, wide angle lens ranging from, you know, 15 mil to 35 bit mostly. And there's a cord that, that runs out of the housing, um, that, that connects from the camera through the housing out into a, a cord and the cord supplies power remote and, um, power remote and uh motor drive you could hit you could fire a, a remote camera from that uh oh and, and then you can connect the computer as well so uh while it started as just a way to fire the camera from out of the pool it's now it's now at the point where you can see your work live on the computer power have power down to the camera and then you're able to fire it as well um, it's very complicated. There's there's a lot of uh, things that go into it. It's very frustrating. Um, it's a really deem it's it's a love hate thing. Uh, I can't say I enjoy it 100 um, percent of the time. It's 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 very very frustrating when things aren't working. You know, because you put hours and hours and weeks and months into the planning of it, and we're going through it right now trying to figure out what we're going to do for the Olympics next year, and it's just. It's a lot. It's a lot, and um, um, to, to to do the operation that we do, you, you we got to really get it right. And uh, and nowadays, all the other agencies and everybody else jumps in, and it's like a underwater highway of wires and cameras and and all kinds of stuff under there. So it's difficult, you know. And um, you know, uh, there's pictures of us working and videos of us working and things like that, and kind of give you more of a visual but basically you got to get scuba gear and get underneath the water and set the camera up and weight it down and um it's become a not really a one-man operation anymore it's it's a lot it's kind of a team effort so you know we've we've worked at a team with uh, a few of the other guys uh, uh two real spectacular photographers and nice guys clive rose and uh, and adam pretty so uh you know we uh kind of all work together and and uh just gets to get the job done together i will be asking adam and clive to come on the show in, over the next few months as well so yes I'll, I'll i'll dig in a bit deeper about that but it's um i think when i first started editing for you it was the same it was just a cable that would fire but like you said you can uh can you move the camera can you move them now with a, so you can move your um yeah robotics are involved as well uh we're working on to get for, for uh, rio um 2016 and uh, <clears throat> it basically would move the camera up and down and side to side and hopefully you know that all comes together and uh, uh, just gives you a little little extra if you need to move the camera slightly tilted here and there uh, you know I mean I started with holding my breath you know I had a bag <clears throat> camera bag that I bought for a couple hundred dollars and stuck the camera in there and um, and worked on it that way, you know, for any young photographer out there, that's the cheapest, best way to do it, you know, because it's a whole different world trying to take pictures on the water. You know, when you get water involved, it's <clears throat> trying to look through a, a mask and take, uh, take pictures. It's, it's difficult. Plus you're holding your breath and, um, you don't have long under there, you know, once you're moving around and you're trying to, you know, you're expending energy, you're not just sitting there. So I think any young photographer who, who wants to try, I would get one, one of those bags that you could just slip the camera in and try to work in a pool or something, you know, that, that would be my first, first inkling. For yeah. Me. Because you've got uh yeah. And like you said, it's, it's, uh, it's evolved quite quickly, hasn't it now to, um, it's evolved quite, uh, quite a lot with the, um, yeah, like you said, with the underwater housings, they're, they're not cheap by any stretch. Are no, they? The, uh... Not at all. <laughs> not at all. And, uh, 
it's, it's just a lot involved. It really is. Um, it's, it's just a whole scene. But, hey, you know, it's not impossible. It could be done. I've done it. You know, I, I started with one bag and no experience and trial by fire. You know, I've had housings flood on me. I've had batteries die. I've had, you know, cards get full. I've had uh, the computer failure. I've had the power go down. Uh, the connection went bad. Um, you know, and this is after you go through all the work of putting the camera and you jump out of the pool wave for the competition to start and bing, bang, boom, it's all over, you know, before you even start, you know, and you put all this effort in and, you, and the camera's not working. So no one will ever know that because all they'll say to you is, where's the pictures on the water? And you have to go, well, da, 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 this happened or that happened. And, you know, I just went through it in the summertime, you know, my, I was doing this event while the worlds were going on and I was over at, uh, in Canada doing the Pan American games and I was trying to set up an underwater synchro picture. Uh, my main camera couldn't connect. Something wasn't right. It, it, something went bad. And, um, it just kept cutting out and I was wasting time and they were all looking at me on the pool. I only had a certain amount of time to get in. I went to my backup housing and I was rushing and I shoved the camera in the housing and I was trying to pull it out and I broke a piece off from the inside. Now I have a hole in the housing. So now both of my housings don't work and I'm screwed and I'm like, this is not good. So sweating to death, sitting on the pool deck with like thousands of gear uh, swirling around me. And I just thought, let me check the backup trinket case you know and i went into the backup case and i found this one lever that i was able to stick in the hole and kind of make it work you know where it wouldn't flood and uh i got lucky you know i mean i had an extra piece that fit and i put it in there and you know it made it last through the rest of the event but man it's just it just drives you crazy bro sometimes it just drives <laughs> you crazy yeah going to a boxing is a bit more simple than the Less complicated, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's just a different complicated. You know, when you're doing yeah. boxing, it's, you know, there's if it's a big fight, you want to try and get your remote up into the ring trestle where the lights are. And, you know, it's a matter of negotiating, you know, you getting up there in a cherry picker and hanging the remote and uh, hoping your pocket wizard battery lasts because they make you go in a couple of days ahead of time. And uh, you make sure the camera's set right. Then doing the actual fight and running the Ethernet cable all the way back to the editor and now I'm shooting with, you know, Ethernet cable sticking out of my camera while I'm trying to shoot the fight, while I'm trying to set the remote off, you know. So, you know, and then I'm underneath the first rope and the referee yelling at me to get back. And, you know, I'm elbow to elbow with other photographers and there's sweat and blood and people flying on you sometimes. And uh, it's a whole scene, man. Every sport's got it. Like you ask me any sport, I'll give you a rundown of what you have to do. But it's, you know, it's not like, you know, show up with a pencil to work and go, okay, here I am, you know, I'll turn the computer on and boom, you know, let me, let me just go to work. You know, it's, it's the whole scene, man. It's a whole scene. I like it. I love it. Yeah. Well, maybe I can do it. Maybe we can save that for another episode. Uh, Al Bello's rundown of <laughs> <laughs> everything you need <laughs> and everything that can go wrong at an event. Uh, I've seen it all. I think things can go I wrong. Know, I'm sure you have. It's crazy. Would you? Well, um, can you just uh, what what what, uh, what equipment are you using? Uh, when you do basketball, baseball, what what lenses? Uh, what cameras are you using? What lenses are you using? I mean, what's the, like the, what's the standard the basic, kit? Yeah, the basic kit these days for me. Um, and a lot of people won't agree with me because I've had I've had good arguments back and forth with photographers over this lens. I've, I'm now using a uh, 200 to 400 zoom lens uh as my okay. long lens yeah i yes. i uh, i use that and i'm actually very happy with it uh and i ha i like it's i like it's um 
flexibility, you know, you, and I, I don't find myself missing as many pictures as I did because if I cut an arm or a leg off, I could just pull back. Uh, and I find the quality good, you know, and I, yeah, I, I do miss the 2.8 sometimes, you know, it's an F4 lens, but for what I get back out of it, I just kind of like it a lot, you know, and I haven't really been using my 400 much. So that's okay. my long lens. I have a 70 to 200 that I carry with me and then a wide lens, 16-35. So three cameras, uh, three bodies, that's kind of my basics when I go into an event, you know, and, and then I'll shift around accordingly to whatever sport I'm going to. I don't know, you know, okay, I might shift, good. yeah, I might shift to a really wide 14 if I'm doing a hockey game, you know, and I need to get a guy smashing up against the glass or if I'm at boxing, you know, when a guy falls on my lap, you know, I got a, I got a wide lens or if, um, uh, whatever sport I'm doing, you know, uh, Olympics, you know, I mean, you got to have almost everything with you, you know, at least in the back, you know, um, you know, skiing is a long lens, uh, event. So if I'm up on a mountain, I can be anywhere from 400 to 600 to 800, you know, it just depends what, how long, you know, where the jump is. And, you know, that's a whole different ball game. Also, you know, winter Olympics is crazy. Um, summer Olympics is just, a, a, I use everything. You ask me what I use. I'll tell you everything at the Olympics, you know, <laughs> Uh, you tell me if I go to a football game, I'll tell you, okay, this is what you need. But um, if, it's a, if it's a long event like the Olympics where it's just different sports every day, you know, I would tell you every lens I can get my hands on, that's what I'm using. Can I, and, and just for the listeners as well, like how many Olympics and uh, have you covered winters and summers altogether? Uh, Ten. And, you know, okay. hopefully they pick me for uh, Rio. We'll see what happens. And I like you know, that. Hopefully they pick me. I, I, I'm the one that's got my hand up saying, I hope they pick me. I think, Al, I think you're pretty much top of the list. We, I don't... <laughs> you never know until they tell you, you know. Just when you think you're going, they'll tell you you're not going, you know. So, you know, never say until they tell you, make the plans. Um, I'm not saying anything. So, um, yeah, but so far I've been lucky enough to, to do 10. So that's where we're at right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, the winter, and you enjoy the winters as much as the summers, or is there one sort of... I enjoy both equally. Uh, I think I enjoy, if I had to do the winter, my preferred is to be outside uh, in the snow. Uh, I think I I thrive better there. I think I'm better suited uh, to to work outdoors, you know, in in events where I can can, um, work with light and composition that way rather than... um, being in an indoor arena, um, and while I could do it and I've done it, I think I thrive better outside. And uh, 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 when it comes to the summer games, um, it's it's also I feel I feel kind of the same. I like to be outside or at least in a, an area where I can work with lines and you know um, swirls and light and you know I just I'm better I'm better suited that way. Uh, but I, I could do you know I could do. I've I've done both, you know. It's just my preference, you know. Okay. All right. Well, um, I mean, did you grow up with any winter sports at all? Like, was it was it something apart from the ice hockey? I mean, is there something that sort of uh, that was something you wanted to do as a youngster, or is that sort of something that's developed with the Getty? Uh, it's developed uh, developed with Getty, hundred percent. You know, I, I grew up uh, hardly went around the corner. You know, really, where I grew up in Brooklyn, um, you know, there, we, there would be no ski trips or vacations like that. I, there just wasn't. You know, we we uh, we were you know a one week in the summer go to the beach kind of family. You know, and uh, um, 
like I said, I never traveled uh, anywhere f- too far away. You know, we'd go furthest place was I thought going to Long Island was was a great trip, but um, <laughs> that's like for you guys going I don't know to uh, Cornwall, you know, like something like that, you know, from the UK. Uh, um, but once this, once it got going at Getty, it was just I mean the world opened up to me and all these opportunities and. I wanted, you know, I wanted to do ski photography. I wanted to be underwater. I wanted to do, you know, there's still things I, I wish I could, I wish I was a little bit, uh, jumped on a little bit earlier, you know, so I never, you know, things I never tried was, you know, surfing or I never done pictures of skydiving, you know, like things like that, which are more extreme. I've, I've never really put my hand in that. So, well, if I said, if, okay, well then I'll, I'll give you the last question then. What's the job that you, that you if they say, you know, the bosses came to you and said, Al, we want you to do this open bracket job. You know, we think you'd do a great, you know, you'd do an amazing, amazing work on it. What would be, what would be that job? What would, is there an event or a, a that you'd say, okay, I'd love to shoot that. You know, is there something that sort of stands out? I have a couple of things in my head that I, I think, uh, that that I like to do. I think it would be more like an event where nobody else is around, kind of thing. So I um, I would stray away from world events, you know, and kind of go into more um, out of the way stuff. And I can't, Dean, I can't tell you what it is because I don't really know myself. But I, I'm see, I'm I'm starting to go where I like to be, where no nobody else is, and uh, I can't put my finger on what it is, but. I'd have to, I'd have to really think about that. Uh, okay. Cause I'm so tied into at the moment, just doing a lot of event stuff. I, I would like to take a break and maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm not sure yet. And I can't, I can't really tell you cause I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I must, uh, I, I've done some, you know, some smaller events, you know, some, you know, BMX, you know, world championships. I mean, when I say smaller events, I, when I, say, I mean smaller in the respect that, you know, it's not, a World Cup or an Olympics or anything like that, and you do these, uh, and, you know, and there's not as many photographers there, and there's a lot more freedom to walk around. That's and, right. You, know, you have, and you have, uh, you know, the 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 uniforms are all colourful, and the helmets, and it's it's a uh, it, visually, it's it's great to watch. You know, it's I mean, the 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 riders, you know, they they're up, you know, five or six meters in the air, you know, all powered by by foot pedal, and it's it made some, you know, some pictures. I loved some of the fo- photos, and it was. Just, that sort of freedom that you have at these, uh, well, you know, smaller events, is is um, is great, isn't it? It's- There's something to be said for that, for sure. And again, in any young photographer, uh, don't shy away from going to your local football match. You know, uh, in the park. You know, it's just there's something to be said about that. And uh, uh, every now and then, something will will pull at me, uh, and I'll I'll go do it. You know, and I'll I'll go. You know, I'm going to give this a, a try. You know, and. Uh, um, I, you know, do it on my side, on my spare time and, and work on it, you know, but, uh, it has to come to me, Dean. Like, I, like, I can't just go, I'll try that because so-and-so told me to do that. So, uh, there's something, you know, there's something pulling at me. I'll, I'll try and get it done. But, um, yeah, there's small events that where you start. I mean, I've seen, I've seen so many good pictures come from smaller events, you know, where you know, aren't so many people around. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, Al, I'm going to let you, uh, get back to it now. Cause I know you've, uh, and I've got to go pick up the kids from uh, school. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 not your fault. My, my fault. I've, uh, I've enjoyed our conversation as I always do, but um, I've got to go as well. <laughs> okay. Um, Al, thank you very much um, for speaking to me, and um, 
I'm hoping I'll see you in Rio, uh, and maybe we can uh, have another chat uh, then. No problem. Anytime, my friend. Anytime. Anything, right. anything for you, bro. An honor to have you on the show, Al. Thank you very much. I appreciate it a lot. You're welcome, Dean. Talk to you soon. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. I love how Al did a comparison of the relationship between photographers and editors to peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, I love it. If you haven't already, go to albello.com and see what an impressive body of work Al is producing week in, week out. That's what makes him one of the best in the world. There's a link in the show notes, of course, to his site, the three-finger catch we spoke about, um, social media, and some other goodies. I recommend every photographer that's listening to this to go to his website and just see how it's done. Now, the photography philosophy listener out there in podcast land, do you like the show? Would you ask other questions? Contact me on Twitter, All Sports Snapper, or my website, allsportsnapper.com, of course. Uh, also possible, uh, I haven't asked before, but um, could you spare some time for me, just a minute or two, and write a review on iTunes? I don't have anything on there at the moment, which is uh, not nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you, if anyone could uh, out there could just write a few little uh, a little notes, positive mainly. If not, contact me and let me know why. <laughs> um, I'd appreciate it a lot. Thank you very much. Um, while most of you will be recovering from your New Year's Eve parties, I will be on my way to Argentina and Bolivia to shoot the Dakar Rally. Um, I will be sharing my photos on Twitter over the next few weeks as the race is going on. Um, and also I'll hope to record some of the sounds um, and my experiences um, on a little sound recorder that I'll be dragging along with me through the dust and sand um, for the race. Um, I'm not sure of the, as of the format yet, but um, stay tuned and I'm sure it'll be something a little bit different than the normal. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that and I uh, hope uh, you'll be uh, listening and again, feedback always welcome. Uh, my name is Dean. Thank you very much again for your time. And last thing, observe, listen and practice because your best photo could be one frame away. Music